Okay, so I have not warmed up whatsoever, and the script, there is no script. I literally wrote this an hour ago. Hello, everybody. What is up? It is Stan the Man, and welcome back to another Stan the Man podcast. How are you guys doing today? I hope you guys are doing pretty well. It is Saturday, 8th of July, 2000, and goddamn 20, the year that keeps on giving. And in this podcast, we actually have a very special guest, Ernie Son, my brother. But before we get into that, let's move on to some local news. Local cases on Aruba have risen by more than 200 in less than three days. I can't say I told you so. I fucking hate being right all the time. <laughs> the government is asking anyone who has been in the following establishments in the last three weeks to self-isolate and call your doctors immediately. The establishments are as follows. That wasn't correct, but fuck it. Gusto's Nightclub, Muscle and Lungs Fitness, and Craft Restaurant, okay? Effective immediately, all bars will be closed until further noticed. It is not yet required, but it is recommended to wear a face mask where social distancing is not possible, like supermarkets, office spaces, etc., etc. Wear hope your mask, folks. Ten, it's getting... Sorry? Hope, the, hope those $10 drinks were worth it, though. Oh, man. man. International news. The Dutch government is issuing a smog warning for next week as four provinces are in code orange for the current heat wave. To all my buddies out there in the Netherlands, protests in Lebanon continue. Even after four days after the blast in Beirut, the people are expressing their anger at their political leaders. Now let's move on to the rest of the podcast. As I mentioned before, here is, well, a very special guest, my brother, Ernie Song. You want to introduce yourself, buddy? Hey everyone, my name is Ernie Son. Um, I currently live in the Netherlands in Maastricht. Um, I have a background in biology and health and a master's in health education and promotion. Um, I specialize in data analysis, uh, statistics, human health behavior change, and at the moment I'm working as an account analyst at MedPace. Thanks for having me, Stan. Hey man, we've been, we've been trying to get this Oh, man, we've been trying to do this for a fucking while. At first, my laptop wouldn't work. Then I had to move. In case you're wondering why it sounds like echoey and really bad compared to like other podcasts, I'm literally sitting down on the floor in front of my iPad, like reading stuff out. Okay, and because you're an asocial imbecile. Oh, selectively. Yeah, that's 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 all day, my dude. That's how I survive. All right. So how how have been how have things been going over there in the Netherlands, especially now, especially now with uh, now with the coronavirus? Things that you had to get used to, minor inconveniences to major changes. You've been getting along pretty well. I think it depends primarily on who you ask. Typically, the changes have been okay. I mean, with the exception of the drastic smart lockdown that they started back in March. Uh, you can't really expect anything else given that the trend keeps showing that the virus is here to stay. Um, when we become lax and when we start to think, oh, this is fine, we can go ahead and about a business just as we did before, uh, the numbers show that it's making a strong comeback. So there's really, I can't stress this enough, the there is really cause for concern and we really have to realize that we have to do this together and to follow the proper guidelines set in place by the government. Otherwise this is going to get worse and worse and it's not only going to get worse, but I believe it's going to get the bad type of worse that you can't easily fix. Let's say for example, um, now 
if we were to get another spike in cases and another spike here in the Netherlands even in um, hospital patients because they're all infected with corona and if com if uh, combined with that some some random natural disaster happens we would be screwed to put it bluntly so i think that it's okay to be concerned because it is a concern i'm not per se on board mass panic uh, on the other hand i do think it's better to be safe than sorry because um, the issue is that uh, the numbers show that most people that have this here in the Netherlands or that have gotten it recently were infected at home. That means at family parties and other gatherings. So you wouldn't exactly expect that these places would be a cluster to get the virus. You probably expect, oh, if I go outside or if I go part to parties and stuff like that, to restaurants, you get infected. But no, uh, it's actually most of the case, most of the new cases. Most of the new infections occurred at home, so that 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 is cause for concern, and uh, I really think that we should start taking it more seriously. Um, mm -hmm. We had a press conference again. Uh, I think it was Thursday. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. A press conference in out in over a month, when Prime Minister Mark Rutte stressed that yeah, this is we don't want to we don't want to cause another lockdown. We want to avoid that, so we yeah. have start taking these uh, these measures seriously yeah. and um i can only implore anybody who's listening everybody in the world anybody out there please just use your common sense please do not take any unnecessary risks and don't pers don't think about yourself think about others because you that's the primary issue with covid19 you may not necessarily get sick or you won't get that sick but other people can get extremely sick and mm. that's not only an issue for those infected but it also increase it also puts a huge unnecessary amount of stress on the healthcare system because it's not something that you can cure overnight no no yeah you're right over there man especially like here things are okay i wouldn't say they're out of control but they're definitely heading in that direction i mean 200 cases in less than three days so far none of them have turned severe but remember we don't exactly have enough room at the hospital to treat anybody and what kind of plan does the government have next for it okay are they going to set up field hospitals in case it gets worse it gets worse are they gonna hammer down like last time because even though it was pretty heavy-handed you can't exactly deny the fact that the lockdown and the the lockdown and the curfew it actually worked it flattened the curve a bit not not to only, not not just to mention a lot of people were too scared to leave their own homes and no, it like definitely just, had an effect yeah it definitely had a fucking effect now especially now what what i noticed okay people uh here we say, okay, Nabira mucho contento, right? What do I mean by that? Is I genuinely believe, genuinely believe, since you know they finally flattened the curve, they started getting cocky, they started getting cocky, they started getting more lax, they started and they started relaxing the rules a little bit too damn much too quickly. Most people started taking the well, how can I say? The most most people started taking the severity of this uh, pandemic lightly. And what ended up happening, even with all the rules in place, with the tourists coming in, with the tourists coming in and out, somebody, like I predicted, somebody somewhere, somehow, someday, will fuck up. 
And since this virus does not show symptoms, and some people might have the virus and be completely asymptomatic while they're still infected, during the period they're still infected, uh, they can infect many more people without them realizing. So let's say somebody at the airport, okay, they got the virus, they got the virus, but they're they're not showing any symptoms. They go home to their families, boom, automatically the family gets infected. The child has to go and wants to go hang out with his friends. Boom, his friends get infected. The mother goes to her gal pals. Boom, they get infected and so forth and so forth and so forth. Yeah, so everybody can cause a chain reaction. Mm. Now, there's also, uh, this is like most people, a lot of people my age, like you go on Facebook a lot. Like I go on Facebook a lot. A lot of people my, I, I'm seeing like a, like a very over-exaggerated hatred of 2020. Like, what do I mean by this? Okay. There have been far worse years than this one. Yes, we have the pandemic. Yes, there was the explosion at, Le- at Lebanon. Yes, we nearly saw a third goddamn world war. But people seem to forget that humanity, as of the 21st century, we, we are literally in one of the most prosperous states in human history. We just since since the invention, the invention of media, internet, and stuff like that, just a lot more of the bad news gets exposed to us. Okay, we're shown the bad news because bad news gets more views. That's it. Like, uh, how do they they call them like doomers and stuff like that? That's what, what do you think about all that shit? Well, I don't think it's necessarily the. A case of doomers. I just think that it's easier for people to hold on to something negative than focus on something positive because mm. um, negatives are typically more absolute, in my opinion and in my experience. Whereas a positive, you still have a sense of mystery and unknown to it because a negative is simply something that has happened in the past that has already been solidified. But a positive, that's something that is um, distal in the future and thus unknown, meaning that. Uh, that there's always going to be a sense of dread attached to it because you want to stay positive, but at the same time, your instincts tell you that it's something that has not yet yet happened. So how can you prepare for it? How will you be prepared for it? So um, I think uh, what you said is definitely true. The media is definitely something to be, to be, it has a force to be reckoned with. And not only that, but it's also a powerful tool that people use to reach their specific goals. And in this case, with the whole negative and positive, I, I mean, yeah, there's no shortage of uh, salty and, and, and dark memes out there. <laughs> I mean, everybody does their thing, of course, but uh, it's, I always try to say it's easy to be, it's easy to be a critic. It's very easy to be a critic. It's very easy to be negative because you can't, you, you can say anything. You, you can argue with someone that the sky isn't blue. It's light blue shade SP 15 dash A1 or whatever. So it's very easy to take that stance. Whereas um, it's not so easy to be positive because it relies on many unknowns. So that's, that's my take on it. And uh, I, I'd say to everybody out there who's overly negative, I mean, if, you really are that negative try to reflect on yourself with yourself and Mm. on your own what you can do to make that change Uh, a lot of a lot of changes needed in the world a lot of positive positivity comes from the self and you can't expect everybody to be positive all the time of course because that's that's life but I mean, being overly negative—that it's, it's scientifically been proven that being negative or having a very negative mindset de- decreases your quality of life across a variety of fields. There it is, yeah. So uh, I, I definitely don't recommend 
they don't recommend taking that road because it's a long, long and hard road to travel on, and one exactly. not easily that you and one that you can't easily get off of. Hmm. Like, okay, I always try. Okay, I always try to see the most, the more realistic side of things. Okay, now that realistic. Is, and, yeah, yeah. That being said, a lot of people tend to confuse. reality with can be realistic but there's a huge difference in being realistic negative mm-hmm. like when i tell people when i told people like three or four weeks ago when i told people that there will be another spike in cases and we might reach 500 within a month they they they're gonna call me amarga <laughs> they're gonna say i'm kind of an i'm gonna i'm kind of an asshole and sure i might be an asshole to say that type of stuff without taking people's feelings into consideration but flash forward three four weeks later look what that look what the to hell be happened. honest i think it's just that's more related to denial though there it is it's more of an issue of denial than an issue of being negative person like predicting that at some point in the near future there will be a, a, a an event that causes mass murder some kind of attack exactly. or whatever that, that that there's there's a high likelihood of that happening it probably will happen yeah. so in that sense uh, what, what you predicted is something that taking everything into consideration would would have happened it could be it, i could have been completely wrong it was just a prediction based off of observation on current events and events that happened before. Like, especially, like, you lived here. You know how the people here tend to be hit and tend to behave, right? Live today, fuck whatever happens tomorrow despite the consequences. And now we're at, we are suffering from the, from the consequences of that type of attitude. really use the full capabilities of the brain cells they were born with which most is a shame died, because most of them died uh, off from Palmyra. because which is a, that i think that's a trip that's a tremendous shame because um yeah you 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 as a species we have an incredible gift to use uh our cognitive cape everything we've achieved in the last 150 years alone i don't think evolution would have ever prepared us for that in any scenario whatsoever yep. in the entire multiverse so with that in mind i do think that um the mindset did not help however um i mean it's as i said earlier it's very easy to be a critic it's extremely easy to be a critic and and these days there is no shortage of cum laude alumni of facebook university <laughs> so it's even yep. more it, it's even easier it's even more easy it's easier than ever to, to be a critic and all you need is an internet connection and a smartphone yep so exactly with with it, with respect to that i don't think the approach that we're that the Rubens are taking right now is exactly adequate. Um, I've seen a lot of hate directed towards the government. Uh, mm-hmm. Would do I agree with everything, with every policy that that, that they've put in place to mitigate the spread? No, not exactly. But um, given the choice, I do think that taking into consideration that. Aruba was running on fumes. There is literally no income without tourism. Yep. Um, I do think that given 
the, the, the shitty hand that we that they were dealt that the government did the best that it could at that time yes, that being yep. said that being said at that time is something that is to be considered very relative these days especially because uh, the virus the, the the trend with the with the, the pandemic can change on a weekly basis so it's extremely difficult to plan and or prepare for anything where we're in you're gonna likely have changes in a couple of days anyway mm. and people some don't seem to understand that um if you just take a look at photos being shared on social media or on news outlets you can see that most people don't even know how to properly wear their mouth caps which is a shame yeah um just good hygiene in general um i'd i'd recommend everybody to do this once in a while but be warned you will become extremely paranoid whenever you're sitting anywhere be it uh, at your desk at work or in a restaurant or in the train just look around you and be aware of how many times people touch their faces after after just touching dirty surfaces and just not being hygienic in general so it's extremely difficult to 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 expect people to get that right all the time especially when they're very hesitant or when they're very uh, stubborn to to learn because it, it's you you can't deny that it's a, it's been a huge shift and oh yeah um, I, I don't look i'm not i mean i can say this with with, without any shame that I'm, I don't consider myself weak-minded in the sense that I understood immediately what was needed of me or how I would how how I needed to do my part and by distancing myself so socially. Um, that being said, I could handle it in the sense that I could also keep myself busy at a job uh, where I could work from home. Yeah. But uh, take into consideration many people do not or did not have that luxury, let's call it luxury for the sake of this argument. Yeah. And um, consequently, the coping mechanisms that you're going to get is are, are not the healthiest. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not saying that we need to use that as an excuse, but I am saying that it is cause for concern because it indicates that there is a, the root of the problem lies deeper and somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, like the psychology of just being isolated for a lot of people. Many people... Yeah, it's scary because we are, as a species, we are very social. We're, we're yep. extremely dependent on social connections. It's even yeah, exactly. But people, people seem to like realize that a lot of social... Okay, social connections. Okay, as human beings, as species, okay, our bands rarely numbered more than 150 people like afterwards it becomes very difficult in order to keep ties with our fellow sapiens you would say okay things start getting distorted uh but then you go on to social media you have like over 300 500 maybe even 600 friends or followers most of them you don't know most of them you haven't even met in your damn life i'd but use the term friends very cautiously because what 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 is considered a friend a friend do you consider it someone you know someone mm -hmm. you know someone whose face you know which name is attached to exactly what do you consider a friend i mean it's it's a, you, uh, i'm all about making connections but if it's not going to make any sense to make connections if those are empty connections thank you and that's the way to go for it and that's the way to actually look at things but people focus more on followers and stuff like that they think okay if i post this 
and a lot of people liked it. I, they've never met, they never met that person. They never had an interaction with them. They think that they are right in some sense of the way, or they're thinking, "Oh, I must be like really popular." And while they go outside, they have no real way of socially interacting with people. But what I'm trying to get at, especially now with a lot of people, they are staying inside. Okay, they go on. They go, they go on the internet a lot more, especially people over the age of like 40 to 50 who don't really know that much about the internet. They go down this rabbit hole and come up with... Re- they, they go into Facebook or like fucking Google, an idiot, and they come out thinking they're a goddamn genius. Like they've discovered the code of the world or some shit. Yeah, I, 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 I do see that that has become an issue, especially now with the pandemic, literally not to quote Trump or anything, but fake news is rampant. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my recommendation to anybody would be just to please follow the guidelines established by official government websites and uh, sources. Like here in the Netherlands, we have the RIV, RIVM. In Aruba, you have the Dean Svartasontheit. Yeah, those yep. those people aren't pulling that information out of their ass. So yep. it would it would do us it would do us good to follow their lead. And yep. I mean, especially given in, especially taking into account that. I mean, look. So so at this point, two things are going to happen. Um, either this stays, and enough people get immune to it. Or enough people, sadly, uh, suffer the consequences and pass away that it kind of regulates itself out. Or we get a vaccine in place that will hopefully provide the necessary immunity to return life to to a semi-normal. But the other other issue is that, of course, uh, those two things that will... One one of one of those two things will happen before the other in all likelihood, because even if you do get vaccination, if even if you do get a vaccine in place, you're definitely not going to be able to vaccinate everyone, especially in the beginning, because it's going to mm-hmm. be a huge distribution nightmare. Yes, I w- and uh, taking and, and considering that the van- anti-vax movement has been has been flexing their their. Uh, Phil Heath and Arnold Schwarzenegger muscles these last years. <laughs> COVID has definitely not uh, helped. Uh, well, it has helped them to prove their case. You know, 5G, Bill Gates developed coronavirus. Oh cetera, my fucking god! Yeah. So I really do think that it's going to be an it's going to be an enormous challenge to get everybody vaccinated. Yeah. And uh, if the other thing happens before, so if it just stays and then it it. it not necessarily not necessarily burns itself out but it, it does the rounds across the entire world at this point it's too soon to say what that will look like towards the end yeah exactly but I, I, I do believe with 100 percent certainty that it's not going to be pleasant because health systems will become overrun and um, we're going to be left scarred bruised and battered if we can get exactly. out of it altogether. like you can all, uh, the analogy that I always tell, like, and remember, I'm no immunologist, I'm no virologist, or whatever the hell it is, but common sense dictates that. And the analogy that I always keep telling people whenever I explain this is a virus is <clears throat> like a car. And in our case, it uses its fuel, us hosts, okay, in two ways, okay? Either it infects the host, okay, either it infects the host until the host eventually dies, all right? Or it infects the host long enough for the host to go on to another people. Thus, it'll have more fuel. 
Either way, either the host recuperates or the host dies. In both of those cases, the virus will not be able to infect more people. It's, it's very hard to infect people if you're dead. And that is a very, I'd say, dark way of looking at it, but it is the harsh reality of things. And as you mentioned, it can either make its rounds and do I be immune or adapt to this new lifestyle. That can take a year, maybe even a few years to do. Or It'll take enough, at least a year. Yeah. Or enough if people lucky. will die and recover to the point where this can basically self-regulate because nature die and recover that's a yeah die or die. recover sorry die or recover <laughs> that's pretty nice if you could die and recover like, <laughs> you're in the fucking car like i'm bad bitches yep that's some old guard stuff right there no i mean um i don't think yeah that's a very that's a very good analogy um but the problem is that that analogy is oversimplistic in yep. itself because even if you do have the virus and you're asymptomatic, that's actually a research has been sh- more recent re- research shows that that's that's a huge problem, especially in people from a younger age group, specifically those between 20 to 29, mm-hmm. because they uh, sh- don't show as many symptoms as uh, people in older age groups and consequently they're going to spread the virus around unknowingly and I mean you you can't exactly blame them because of course your natural instinct is to obviously take care of yourself if Mm -hmm. you see a reaction or if, or if if you start feeling sick uh, you're, it's ex- and but, but but that's a clear cut example because you are going to feel symptoms. But if you don't feel symptoms, it's extremely difficult for someone to con- it's, it's conceptually. It's I think it would be difficult for someone to to think hmm, this this can actually hurt me because it'll probably do more damage to other people than to the person that's infected. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it's, it's psychologically the effects of the virus now. Without taking into consider, taking into account the whole social distancing thing, it's 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 skewed all over the place because it's it, it's extremely difficult to track because I think you're going to have to look at it not as an average or as a whole based on you know the entire population. You literally have to go and break it down per age group because mm. the, the reaction you are getting in, let's say for example, I've 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 seen cases firsthand in which um, older Older folks are uh, shocked and take every precaution and can go above and beyond to limit their exposure and to just be overly hygienic as possible, mm-hmm. which is in line with the recommendations, which is great. And on the other side of the spectrum, I've seen people with a complete and total disregard of any measures and of any advice from health experts. And it's 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 hard because there's a component there that we still haven't quite figured out yet from a behavioral change perspective i think the natural response of most people is uh, to form a sort of denial in which uh, they reject the new norms that are being thrust upon them and blissful uh, ignorance you could say uh, I don't think it's ignorance. It's 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 literally denied. Ignorant. I think ignorance is more you um, ignore the information and it doesn't get through to you at all. In this case, in the and and with with this type of denial, I think that they're perfectly aware of what is going on. It's just that they choose a defense mechanism or something that feels safe, or in their mind, 
makes more sense. Hmm. Because what is unknown is usually feared for people. No, that that that's that's for everything. What is unknown <laughs> is 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 feared. I mean, we don't we don't fear death because uh because we're afraid to go to hell. We we fear death because of the pain and because of the unknown. What happens after? What happens after, and we don't really know what dying really. And there are very few people who can literally say with confidence they know what dying feels like. Not not like sleeping, but literally feeling your whole existence slip away. There are yeah, very few a... people in the world that can actually confidently, com- with confidence, say they know exactly how that feels. I and... think if we get into that now, it's going to take a couple of days before we're done. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nah, but I think when it comes to what you're saying, it really comes down to a question of personal responsibility. Uh, for example, That's this whole thing—it's personal responsibility, yes. and 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 I think as a species, we've gotten lazy in the sense that we don't take any personal responsibility. Um, but even before this, let's say for example, uh, the climate change—everybody's blaming large corporations and governments and third mm-hmm. and, and developing countries who have only now started to get luxuries that we've had for the past 50 years for example exactly yeah. a lot uh, not a lot of people think about and reflect about the changes they themselves can make and the impact is huge i mean um yeah, this is where um, math and statistics, uh, yeah, statistics come into play. That, um, which I think is extremely important um, to, to to get it to have at least basic knowledge of, because it put things into it puts everything into a realistic perspective. If you, for example, and in, in, in the case of coronavirus, if you social, if if you do social distancing correctly, limit your exposure and limit the contact with others, you might think, okay, I might have prevented something, some some type of viral doom upon myself or someone else. But if 10 million people in the world do that, that's possibly 10 million lives saved, or not, mm-hmm. not even lives, that's 10 million hospital patients saved do you have any idea how, how big that impact is uh, yeah. on, on the healthcare system that's a huge shift so it's it's and individually i don't think it's it, it really sinks in most people's mm. brains that uh, the the effects aren't immediately clear to them and consequently, of course, I think that's good because um, I don't know if you've uh, if, if you've seen the movie Contagion, for example. By the way, I definitely recommend that movie, especially now. But please keep into keep in mind it's it's an anecdote, nothing more. And that I have film, not seen it, but I'll put uh, it on the list. yeah, and that film, a pandemic is born from uh, um, yeah, that that's like a that's like a Majin Buu version of. COVID-19 and yeah that was really messed up and we should honestly be thankful that we didn't get something like that because that was very very bad that was so much worse than this and and in that movie for example you see the panic and you see the that movie was um coincidentally it they they, uh they consulted a very famous i think it was a virologist who actually wrote a book and that would predict that will go on to predict pandemics like covid i can't remember his name right now but Mm -hmm. in any case so they consulted actual experts even though the 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 virus and there is, 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 is it's like built to an yeah. extreme yeah it's built to an extreme 
you can see clearly that in the movie, for example, because the effects are much more immediate and much deadly compared to COVID, people tend to, to take it more seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's sad because for me, uh, for me, it doesn't have to reach that point because if we've reached that point, that, that means we're already way too late. And yep. honestly, we got, we, 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 we in, in a sense, on a positive note, I think we scored the lottery with COVID because yes. the impact, the impact is huge. I'm not going to underplay it at all. The impact is huge. Uh, the health consequences can be extremely dire, mm-hmm. but uh, the lethality of it is not as bad as it could be. We c- it, it could have been much worse. If yes. You, if just if you if you have if you just take a look at what's out there and how many of the billions of viral viral combinations there can exist, yeah, it's we we we're, we're relatively lucky. Yep. Imagine now, like imagine the symptoms becomes like as severe as TB, for example. As yeah, TB. or Ebola. Or something. Oh yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about Ebola other than the fact that it gives people the overwhelming urge to go to the airport. That's it. No, I think COVID gave uh, people the overwhelming urge to go to the airport. Oh, yeah. Not bad. But look, there's this, okay, there's this um, Greek proverb, matemata patemata. It means to learn through pain and suffering. And I genuinely believe that a lot of stubborn people out there, they have to have something horrible happen to them. They have to have something. It could be losing. And it could be getting the virus themselves. Or it could be losing one of their family members to the virus. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only fucking way they that'll open their eyes to the consequences of the consequences of what they've been doing wrong. Because some people they know what they're doing is wrong, but they just choose not to care. They choose not to see the wider, the bigger picture. Well, uh, that has to do with how we're built, and mm. I think um, evolution from an evolutionary standpoint. Uh, we've always been a species who have reacted to events and or things occurring around us uh, that that have direct direct effects. Like let's say, for example, you know that fire is hot, therefore you will not dance in it. Uh, you know that uh, you're not supposed to eat certain types of fruit and or plants because many of our ancestors did so before us and many of them had to die for us to yeah. understand that oh, okay this is bad we're not gonna eat yeah. it some, so some, we're, we're, some we're fucking kind of homo sapien ten thousand years ago hey jeb ate the red red plant jeb is dead don't eat the red plant yeah exactly so we we're, we're designed to learn from those experiences mm. and uh that mindset hasn't exactly uh is not up to speed with what is expected of us these days with covid yes it's it's it's, it's the, the symptoms can be mild to severe but most people don't even show symptoms for example so how, how how are you going to process that you are never going to process it as as bad as let's say for example experiencing the the trenches in world war one or uh the shock of almost drowning or the fear of losing losing a loved one um, in, in some freak accident. So naturally, I think the response, I'm not saying the response is good, but I, I am saying that I don't 
blame people. I do, however, I am I am strongly opposed to people not taking, not owning up to their choices. I do mm-hmm. believe that you have to take responsibility for your actions, and I'm just not seeing that in, in yep. let's say, in Aruba, for example, or even here in the Netherlands. Oh, that, um, that's like a it's a genuine human thing. It doesn't matter where you are. It might be slightly less worse in other countries, but uh, so long as everyone's got a human brain, I think we're all guilty of that. I think intelligence, for example, is a privilege, not a gift. Mm. But some people just don't respect that privilege and they don't use it at all. Um, and and that's always going to be the case. I mean, you can't. I mean, the only way uh, you, I, I think, you might try to eradicate that is if you try a similar t- technique to what uh, what Adolf Hitler did back in uh, back in World War Two. But I don't think oh. uh, many people will be on board with that. Nope. So uh, yeah, no, that's not gonna. Uh, that's uh, two out of ten. I'd not recommend that. But uh, I mean, it's it's definitely something that you. you it's, it's, it's it is a problem. Um, and I, and I, I, I just genuinely hope that people are gonna start taking this more seriously. The more severe it becomes, because um, if you look at the the statistics and if you look at the graphs that. Uh, that that uh, various uh, that that are in place that that track the scope of the virus. You see clearly, uh, mid March there's a huge spike, and then it gradually stays the same. And then with with, with lows and highs, and then it's, it's it's on average it stays it's in the same range. And then all of a sudden, when we got cocky in June, it's just a massive tsunami of cases. Yep. So. Instead, we, we, we were flattening the curve, but instead, we kind of just like pushed it back a bit. Yeah, and, I think it's gonna. Uh, I, I can't remember what that the what those types of graphs are called. The cosine graphs. I honestly think it's just gonna go up and down because what's gonna end up happening? Okay, people. Okay, there's gonna be the pan- first. You're gonna have a wave of cases and death. Local governments and people will start to panic. Heavy restrictions will start putting in place, and those restrictions will work. It might take a few days, it might take a few weeks, but they will work. And what you'll have, what you'll eventually see. Yeah, we've case, seen that those restrictions work. You've seen, yeah. we've seen everywhere seen that it works. Here in the Netherlands, down. it worked. In the states, you can't really say because there never were any restrictions, but that's because yep. they have a, a retarded umpa loompa leading them. That's very oh, sad, yeah. by the way. Yeah. The and, yellow umpa uh, and I mean, in Aruba too, you see that there was a fact, although I do have to say, I, I believe that it was never completely eradicated from Aruba. We had a couple of cases that were asymptomatic all along. And now mm. that the focus has been on taking extra precautions because the borders were reopened, you're going to, you know, you're going to have increased testing. Of course, if you test more, you are going to find more cases. That's, 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 you, you can't argue with the math. Yeah. Like and Aruba, uh, right now, we we're the ones that's giving out and that are giving out more tests. We're we're one of the countries that are giving out more tests than any other place in the world right now, and that's a but, small. But that's good. That, that's yeah, good. that is good. I mean, okay. a lo- it's a shame that a lot of people waited until now to get tested because, I mean, closing the borders. I don't know if that meant in some people's minds that a they close the borders. Borders that means we have a bubble around Aruba that protects us against COVID nineteen. It is nope. the dome of life. I, I I don't think if that was the the, the, the direction most people were going, no. going towards like, when, when, when that happened, just but to mitigate, just to mitigate it from getting worse, just to mitigate it from getting worse. And it did have an effect. Like, if it's low, yeah, it did have an effect. Because if it's local cases and you're sure that nobody else is coming in and out of the country, 
it's a lot easier to contain that way. But then you have another challenge. You need people to cooperate with you. Like I remember during the first, yeah, the first few nights of the curfew, they were arresting anywhere between about 30 to 40 people per night. Like you need yeah. people to cool. Yeah, and then they go out and blame the fucking government for this. No, to be honest. In Honestly. This case, it's, yeah, it is not... It is not the government's fault in this case, all right? It's not the government's fault you decided to go out. Yeah, I'm definitely. Sure. Like, fucking, this all, all right, this is our fault. And instead of, like, taking responsibility for it, people will always try to find a scapegoat. And the common scapegoat for many people out there is, oh, no, the government, they should have, no, 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 no. Like, hey, pendejo, like, you have a brain, you have some sense of, I assume you have some sense of responsibility to stay your ass inside. Don't go these places, okay? If you're coughing or whatever, fucking get tested or self-isolate. Don't make it worse for yourself. But a lot of people, just they just don't want to do that. Yep. No, but that's also because I think the, the response is pretty lax in the sense that if it were up to me, honestly, if it were up to me and if I were... The, the leader of a hypothetical country or if i were the were, were were law was a law or and or policy maker i put heavy restrictions on that those types of movements i put that i i i hand out fines of a thousand florins to people who misbehave or who don't respect the curfew even in netherlands now for example the fine is it, it's a minimum of 90 euros and it averages out to three four hundred if it were up to me it would be 10 times higher give the yep. person 50 hours of community service afterwards you have to make you have to make yeah you have to make it I mean, you don't have to form a dictatorship, but you have yes. to make it clear to people that this is not a joke. You can't. You yes. have to take this seriously because the only way we will beat this is together. And mm. not only from a, a health standpoint, it's it's extremely infuriating because as a health um, expert, it's very sad to see that uh, science is so underappreciated now. We glorify. Um, TikTok idiots and um, and sports superstars, which is great, by the way, if you're good at a sport, if that's your skill, awesome. We glorify yeah. them and adore them and pay them millions. And the starting salary, for example, of a, of a junior researcher is, uh, is next to nothing. So Literally how do we... of an NBA star. No, I think it's 100. Yeah, I'm not even okay. joking. I think it was yeah. 100. So it's, it's I mean... We, we live in a world and where the masses don't exactly have their priorities straight and that that's okay because that that's that's also part of life you have to figure not only your your own life out but you have to figure out life in general what it is what it means for you what it can do for you but we have to start taking this type of stuff seriously and we have to give credit and we have to understand that the health experts and the, the the experts in general that are trying that are doing this have our best interests at heart it's not something to be taken lightly so yep please take that into consideration please for, whenever for you're all opening you, the door for all of you who are gonna fucking yeah for all of you who are gonna fucking cry and fucking jump and cry and fucking beg for the bars to reopen so you can get your palmera fix okay it's not gonna happen for now like to be honest like we should Oh, bad. Like, uh, have you seen what, what, what's been going on in Colombia, particularly Medellin and Cali and all those places? The Colombian cartels 
have taken shit into their own hands and started executing people who defied the curfew. Yeah, I think I read something about that. I mean, um, that's not exactly the way I would go about it, but it is. It their is method is uh, their method is very absolute. That's to say to say <laughs> the least. So adapt or die. <laughs> yeah, I I really yeah, and and in some in some ways this is this is the mindset we need to take now because we have to adapt to the new way of life. Exactly. Um, uh, it's definitely not going to be easy, but no adaptation ever is. Mm. Um, but it's something that we have to do because you know the the alternative is the is death. And I mean, yes. I mean, I'm I don't know about you or anybody else who's listening, but I'm not really a big fan of dying. I've never tried it before, and my intent is to hopefully not try it at all if possible. And if even if I do Thank try you. it, just try it once. Just you know, try it once. And yeah, this just, is just not for <laughs> yeah. This is not something that's that's trial and error. Um, no, nope. it's it's really pretty clear cut. Uh, so do practice your social distance. Be hygienic. Start washing hands because God knows before this pandemic, I, it's 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 as if we discovered, it's as if this, we discovered an alien race. It was so amazing for people to know. Oh my God, washing my hands it helps. Yes, obviously. Oh my, my God. Swat. So so yeah, mm-hmm. it's just I really hope it picks up. I hope I hope people more in the, the more people positive take direction. off their shoes on airplanes and walk barefoot in the airplanes and learn their lesson now. Oh my god, I hate those. Yes, that's pretty nasty. Oh well. Anyway, anyway, dude, thank you for your time. Thank you for your two cents. Okay, Ernie, son, everybody. Okay, you want any? You got anything to Thanks plug? Anything having... to promote? Um, promote social distancing, please. <laughs> If you are social, if you are doing social distance, use this time to reflect on your impact on not only this pandemic but on the world. And if you're stuck at home, if you've lost your job, if you've lost a loved one to this, please know that you are socially distant, but you were not alone. And with steadfast cooperation and with steadfast social distancing together, together but apart different but same same not the same we can <laughs> we can and will get over this it, it it's it's the, the 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 night is darkest just before the dawn but historically we've gone through so much already and we've always come through uh, from wars to being mil- being this close like if you can see my fingers it's like one billionth of a millimeter this close to annihilating each other and in, in, in nuclear fire we we can and will get over this too. We just have to work together and just do our part. Amen to that, my dude. Anyway, thanks for having me. Anyway, why am I saying thanks for having me? Thanks for joining in the podcast. Thank you for having me, sir. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining up the podcast. Anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed. This is Stan the Man signing off.